Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 56 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and last week we discussed the leading causes of death. Topping the list were heart disease and cancer, but number four might surprise you. This week, we're discussing the number one cause of death. What is heart disease? Heart disease refers to several types of heart conditions. We will discuss the types of heart disease, from coronary artery to valve and muscle, symptoms to watch for, such as chest pain, shortness of breath, left arm pain, headaches, fatigue, lightheadedness and fainting, and causes of the disease, such as imbalance of minerals, high blood pressure, poor diet, smoking, and alcohol. Welcome, everybody, to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are doing podcast number 56 on what is heart disease. And let's welcome Dr. Kell to the show. Hi, Dr. Hi. Kell. Hi, Nikki. Hi, everybody. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, before we do that, let's do the quote of the day. There's a way to do it better. Find it. By Thomas Edison. Go ahead. That's true with everything, right? We constantly are trying to improve on what we do, and uh, society's made many leaps and bounds in the last couple hundred years, probably more so than in the entire history of, of mankind that we know of, furthering our ability to do things and accomplish things, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do you see that? What do, you, do you tie it to anything specific? I mean, right now I'm studying an Audacity course, which is a digital audio workstation for recording audiobooks and podcasts and voiceover work. And I'm learning how to be more efficient with my time because time is money. And so, as it says, there's a bet, there's a, a way to do it better, find it. So there's always going to be an answer out there that you're looking for. So it's just, you know, are you willing to put in the work and to learn and grow and, and make the most of your time? That's how I look at it. Yes, makes me think of Alfred Nobel, the Nobel Prize. Have you ever read his book or his biography? No, tell me. <laughs> he invented dynamite. <laughs> oh. To <laughs> <laughs> some people in the world, they see him as a villain uh, because of the people who have died from uh, dynamite and nitroglycerin and, and all those kinds of things. But he became such an extremely wealthy man uh, from creation of dynamite. Uh, and continued to do more beyond that, that he, uh, when he died, he left her some of his money to uh, offer the Nobel Prize. Uh, in his process of creating dynamite, many people died. <laughs> and, oh. and after they first created it, and it killed a, a lot of people accidentally because they didn't know that if dynamite sits around for a few years, that it begins to leak liquid, and, and that liquid is nitroglycerin. And uh, so uh -huh. it, uh, there many people uh, in the early stages of using dynamite, they would store dynamite in places uh, not knowing this was the, what happened. And then all of a sudden, because nitroglycerin is so sensitive to motion and can set off a, an explosion without a spark, killed lots of people. And so that's why some people see him as a villain or one of the reasons. Um, but uh, I... I don't tend to look at him that way. It's totally unfortunate that, that lives were lost accidentally because of those things. And, and I suppose we were talking a lot last podcast about uh, you know heart disease being the number one cause of death, and, and third or, or in fourth position is a medical error. Doctors and nurses, I think, are always trying to do the right thing as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, and and in this case, uh, 
you know, he, he, he was trying to invent something that would be beneficial to the world and, and as a whole it is, uh, but in the process uh, it, it doesn't always have the, the desired outcome, right? So, yeah. heart disease. Heart okay. disease. You know anybody that's died of heart disease? Mm, not died, but I know a lot of people that have had like strokes or heart attacks. Yes, and heart disease kind of covers a, a range of, of problems. Uh, things like uh, coronary artery disease, heart arrhythmias, is when the heart is beating irregularly. Heart defects, uh, which are often people are born with or they develop over time, like uh, my father ultimately died, uh, his heart finally gave out uh, at 89, and he had previous to that had uh, a valve replaced with a pig's valve. Uh, and that kept him going for a while. He, uh, Previous to that, he had an aortic aneurysm, and they were able to go in and put a stent in the aorta, uh, and uh, that kept him alive for a little longer. Uh, so his life was uh, prolonged by these things, and he survived those surgeries, uh, but he did not have a very high quality of life uh, once all that began to occur. When you have these kinds of issues, like the aneurysm, had for a few years and what they do is measure those aneurysms and as they get to a certain size then they finally decide you know okay it's time to it, it's likely to burst so let's go in and put in a, a stent and uh, but by then he'd suffered physically from any problems even two three four years prior he started having other mild health issues and I think those are partially why those develop because the defects in his heart and his vascular system were causing dysfunction of his organs in certain ways as well Let's see, uh, heart defects, heart valve disease, and that's what he dealt with. A disease of the heart muscle itself and uh, infections. Uh, those are typically the different diseases that affect the heart. Let's see, heart disease symptoms depend on what type of heart disease you have, of course. Common one, vascular disease, which is what we're constantly being pounded with the cholesterol medications for. In fact, today they recommend you start taking those cholesterol inhibiting medications even when you don't have high cholesterol. Uh, if that's not a, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I think that's insane. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in my so vascular opinion, disease is when you have like clogged arteries and yes, the placking. So you have a cholesterol production, Plaque. and cholesterol. You know, I look at the vascular system as a river, and you have a pump. The heart is the pump, and it's pushing the flow. There's vessels going from the heart to the lungs, and then uh, there's the veins comes into the heart, the arteries go take blood out of the heart. So as blood uh, goes through the heart, the deoxygenated blood, where the blood, the oxygen has been taken out of the blood as it travels through the body, comes back into the heart, the heart then pushes it in through the lungs, and then it comes back out of the lungs, back through the heart, and out of the heart into the arteries. And as that occurs, the blood is then oxygenated in the lungs and carbon dioxide is expelled uh, from the blood in the lungs and goes out of the lungs so your lungs are detoxifying your body that way uh, along with other things that are often expelled that your body's trying to get rid of so what happens with vascular disease as the cholesterol flows through your blood system again there are theories related to what's why is the body creating more cholesterol a lot of people and for many years people were taught and thought that if you're eating a lot of cholesterol, you're going to have high cholesterol in your blood. 
research has proven, scientists proven over the years that that is not the case. What you eat does not necessarily equate to what is it into the blood because all that's broken down in the, in the gut and absorbed into the blood which goes into the liver and the, it's the liver that decides how much cholesterol is created. Those signals coming from the brain or even within itself, it just processes things the way it does. Uh, a natural theory is that there's vascular damage in your system. That vascular damage is being caused by uh, pH imbalances in your blood, lack of nutrients uh, to the cells, often uh, we equate B vitamins and omega-3 fatty acids as you increase those substances in your body and in your nutrition. You know, cardiovascular disease is oftentimes what ultimately kills people who never get other diseases, but people that live into their hundreds often are eating a better diet. You know, there are some oddities out there that uh, I smoke cigarettes and, and I made it to be over a hundred. There have been those people. They got a really good immune system and their immune system continues to work and work well. That's what's kept them alive is their immune system. So that's something that we'll talk more about with uh, connected to cholesterol and the liver. Signs and symptoms, cardiovascular disease or specifically, uh, for instance, what happens in the heart with that uh, You've all heard of, okay, the plaque gets really thick in the blood vessels, uh, often in the arteries in the neck, uh, and they break loose into the bloodstream. And they go to the brain, they go to the heart. Uh, if they make it into the heart and get into uh, the coronary arteries, which supply the blood to the muscle around the heart, uh, if those get clogged, then you have what's a heart attack here because the blood's not getting, the blood supply is not getting to the heart and the muscle can't function and uh, the muscle actually even begins to die typically after a heart attack. You, small areas of muscle that have died in the heart and that can lead to mm -hmm. other problems. What are the symptoms if you're having a heart attack? They are somewhat different for men and women. Men typically feel chest pain or left arm pain. Women tend to get headaches, fatigue, rather than the actual chest pain. Heart attacks are more common than men and women and they're relating part of the problem to stress. I really believe heart disease is all connected back to the immune system as well. Besides the blood vessels, uh, abnormal heartbeat, beat, arrhythmias. Have you ever known anybody with an arrhythmia? I think I have a slight one. Well, oftentimes uh, those can be conne connected to low levels of potassium as well. It's just like the the information we gave earlier in the last podcast about the young man who uh, went in, had an arrhythmia, and rather than the doctors telling him to uh, increase his potassium levels and to stop running, they didn't, and, and he died a few weeks later while he was running. Standard process, like we talk about in many podcasts, the whole food supplement company that I always tout because they, they give you the whole carrot, not just the vitamin A. They work with a company that has a machine that, that looks at your heartbeat and the function of your heart would be a sideline machine, not like what you'd see in a hospital necessarily. However, you can, uh, on that machine, uh, if you're having issues, you can take specific supplements. Like uh, I was at a seminar where uh, somebody was showing an, a bit of an arrhythmia in their heart and they, they gave him a potassium and magnesium combination and within minutes his heart was beating normally. Oh, wow. A lot of people, if they're mineral deficient, it can cause their heart to have issues.
But if you have an arrhythmia, symptoms you might experience are fluttering in your chest, racing heartbeat, where it's going too fast, sometimes it'll go too slow, bradycardia is too slow, tachycardia is too fast, it can cause chest pain or discomfort in the chest. Let's see, shortness of breath can occur, lightheadedness, dizziness, or fainting. Sometimes what happens in an arrhythmia, the heart isn't pumping normally, so it doesn't pump enough blood and then you have these symptoms occurring. Hmm. The heart defects, you know, which are common in children, people tend to be born with them. Uh, these defects often occur in the, while the baby is in utero uh, during the pregnancy uh, and it's hard to say what's causing those but it can be several things uh, often related to genetics but uh, mother can be exposed to things, drugs she might be taking can cause these things. Uh, injuries during pregnancy, ser series of many things, but then those often require surgeries when the child is born and we've heard the stories about those. Another one is heart muscle. The muscle itself can become diseased around your heart and those symptoms are often breathlessness uh, which can be related to congestive heart failure which we're talking about in a minute. Uh, swelling of the legs, ankles, feet, fatigue, irregular heartbeat that feels rapid or pounding, dizziness, lightheadedness, and fainting. So when you can feel your heart beating in your chest, when it's noticeably there, and sometimes people sense it in their head, like they can hear their heartbeat. You ever have that where it almost feels like you can hear your heartbeat? Um, I'm trying to listen for it right now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit, but not, not really noticeable. Yeah, well, there are times where you get that feeling, hey, I can hear my heartbeat there. It often occurs to people who are not having a real problem, having some kind of emotional experience. Like they're really excited, they've just exercised heavily, or they uh, had a big scare, woken up from a nightmare. Those kinds of things tend to be a normal thing that kind of tends to happen. Although if you just, um, if you got other combined symptoms along with being able to feel or hear that heartbeat, uh, like especially after extreme exercise, you, you might have more going on there than you know. I remember, Dr. Kell, when I had um, my breast implants out, I used to get really strange, weird heart symptoms. And um, like, I would feel like I was going to faint if I stood up and like my heart would, it would be like beating out of my chest. I think I was like detoxing so quickly that my body couldn't actually deal with all the toxins from the breast implants because, you know, they cut in there and they cut out some of your um, tissues that were surrounding the breast implants and it releases some of the toxins back in. And so sure. I was taking supplements to help with detoxing, but I, I had so many different, like for like all summer for like three months, it was really bad. Like my heart would just start racing. And I, I almost felt like I should call like 911 because I felt like I was going to like pass out or almost like you feel like you're going to die. Like it's the strangest thing. But um, yeah, I was really, I had some really strange symptoms surrounding my heart. And I don't know if that's because like the breast implants are right around where your heart is. Um, so but, you never saw anybody regarding it? Well, I saw my surgeon and she helped with the detox. And so she said like, oh, you need to start this supplement right away. And that did help. Oh, your heart surgeon uh, like actually, if I, actually recommended nutritional supplements. Oh, yeah, she was a big, yeah, like she would um, muscle test and tell you exactly what you needed. She but, was, like, she if was I a went, muscle testing surgeon. 
Yes. I've never is, heard of or, such a thing. Most, I most, know, right? most medical doctors think muscle testing is, is uh, quackery. So that's, oh, yeah. that's neat. Got, that's wonderful. Yeah, she took some heat for that. Do you, um, but do you, yeah. Do you remember what uh, supplements she gave you? I don't know if they're even around anymore, but there was one called Mold Sporex, which had like different herbs in it that just helped to cleanse your body. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of different ones that I, I mean, I was gave probably... you minerals, I would assume. Yeah, probably. And then when I would go out in the sun, it was like my body would start detoxing again. And I would just feel like that rapid heart rate. And like, it's like my heart was beating out of my chest. It was like working so hard. And it was really scary. Like I would have to like turn to somebody and be like, okay, I'm having like an episode right now. <laughs> yeah, probably the extra heat heat caused, yeah. uh, um, you know, whenever you're in the sun, it really increases your blood flow to the extremities and reduces the flow uh, in, in your around your organs and heart. And because oh. uh, you've only got so much blood in there. And so that could have been part of it as well. Just uh, yeah. heat, heated you up and, and got too much blood away from... The inside to the outside. Mm. The other heart problems, heart disease symptoms caused by heart infection. And though heart infection is probably, if you get some type of an infection which then infects your blood, typically is when that happens to your heart where there's bacteria floating around inside your body and and, uh, uh, that's always a big concern. An immediate uh, dose of antibiotics is given when anyone appears to have a, a infection spreading to their blood because that one gets to the heart that can uh, end your life uh, fairly quickly. Another one uh, related to that and, and a common uh, source of, of those things too are from the teeth and uh, infections in the gums and so it's always important to keep good uh, oral hygiene because especially in the elderly is something my mother's dealing with now with uh, tooth decay and, and not a lot of teeth left and they get in, tends to get infected easily and uh, mm. they tend to you know, do those big expensive deep cleanings now. Uh, mm. uh, it happened in animals too. Uh, our dog has has lost a couple of teeth recently and it's like, oh wow, he's got some gum gum issues. We need to be careful with that. That could lead to other you know, heart issues. So oh. it can happen in pets as well. Make sure your pet's breath is good. If, if it's got bad breath, it uh, likely coming from the mouth, it could come from the stomach, but likely coming from the mouth. The symptoms are fever, shortness of breath, weakness or fatigue, swelling in the legs or abdomen, changes in your heart rhythm, dry or persistent cough, skin rashes, and unusual spots can be connected to uh, infections in the heart. Heart valve symptoms, you know, oftentimes we don't know, and, and a heart valve symptom could be related to an arrhythmia, which would cause an arrhythmia if you have weakening of the valves. Uh, but again, fatigue, shortness of breath, irregular heartbeat, swollen feet and ankles, chest pain, fainting. I mean, the, the, the symptoms tend to overlap, which doesn't really help things, does it? The other thing, congestive heart failure. What's happening there is that the heart's not pumping enough blood. And, and this is real common, again, common symptoms like some of the others. Uh, the blood's not pumping well enough. It backs up out of the lungs. Uh, people often have lung problems during congestive heart failure, uh, significant swelling in the legs and feet. And people can live for quite a while, um, months, congestive heart failure if it's not too severe. But it's not a very good quality of life. Oftentimes, uh, you know, like I know a woman currently who grew up with hemophilia and now is in her 60s and 
and uh, is pretty much bound to a wheelchair. Uh, can get up and walk a little bit here and there when needed, but very swollen ankles and feet uh, you know, on uh, constant medication to keep the blood moving, the heart working. Hmm. That pretty much explains what is heart disease. Let's go on. Causes of heart disease. Can I ask you a question? No. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> so I see lightheadedness, faint, dizziness a lot in all the symptoms. Is that because the blood isn't getting to your head? Yes. That, that would be the reason. You're getting a low flow of blood to the brain, and uh, it's causing weakness everywhere else. So then the swelling of the legs, feet, and that means that the blood is not moving. Heart's not pumping it fast enough, and so it's pooling in the legs. Does that mean it's not pumping, like your veins aren't strong enough to pump it back up to the heart well enough? Well, you have a combination of things that move blood around your body. Your heart is the main thing that moves blood around. You have muscle lining the blood vessels, both the veins and the arteries. Those muscles can contract and relax and they often do with related like when we talk about caffeine and how when you take caffeine the or the outer vessels dilate and the, the the vessels around the heart constrict like when you're out in the sun those muscles in the the veins and arteries and the extremities relax and it opens up those vessels so more blood can can get to those areas i think one of the reasons it happens in the sun is because you're that's where you create your body creates vitamin D. Uh, all of a sudden, your solar panels open up. That's why. Why do you think we get naked when we go in the sun? You thought <laughs> we, we thought always thought it was a sexual thing to make the opposite. And 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 I'm sure there is that too because we know that that occurs. But you're actually opening up your solar panels uh, by taking off your clothes. You're getting more important things from the sun so you shouldn't always cover yourself up at least not all the time you know too much of a good thing can occur and then we get sunburns mm -hmm. and etc so uh, skin damage and things like that so a little bit of sun is good uh, living in areas with no sun is people have different kinds of health problems when they live say Oregon Washington regions uh, where the sun is not out a lot areas like California where the sun's out most of the time that's yep. what occurs. The muscles are pumping, helping with the flow as well. Uh, but when the flow gets slow and things stop working, the valves, you have valves, backflow valves in your veins, which help keep the blood, like as the blood is pushed through, they close so it doesn't allow the blood to go backwards. Well, those valves get weaker as we, uh, our nutrition is poor, as we get age and things, cells begin to deteriorate and not work as well. And that attributes to the pooling of the blood and the lack of help, you know, to the heart in pumping the blood. And so slowly the heart's not pumping the blood quickly enough. The other parts of the system aren't working well, and so you have swelling of the legs and feet. One of the things that happened to my father, his quality of life, even though he's still here, uh, he, he couldn't do a lot of things he enjoyed for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years of his life. He couldn't go uh, do the things he had, you know, got to retire but then reached a point where he couldn't enjoy that retirement when he could no longer do things like play golf or or other activities because he's just you know would get too fatigued or tired if he tried to do those things because his heart was no longer working well enough to uh, keep the blood pumping to the brain and all the organs as it should mm. wow. so let's how long has he been gone? Oh, go ahead what how long has he been gone i did i believe it's about three and a half years ago 
at 89. So he, you know, he, he lived longer. His father only made it, I believe, was 67, 68, and he died of a heart hmm. attack. So that's something that I need to be aware of and watch is, is uh, why it's so important for me. Got a uh, history of cancer from my mother's side and heart disease on my father's side. That in and of itself is a reason to eat better and, and exercise and keep a longer life, but also a longer quality of life. Yeah. Causes of heart disease. Common causes of things like arrhythmias, the coronary artery disease, the placking, other diseases like uh, diabetes, drug abuse, uh, alcoholism, things like that can uh, cause heart arrhythmias. They can also, uh, uh, and I, I am truly convinced that a lot of arrhythmias are caused by uh, imbalances in minerals. And oftentimes you rebalance the minerals. Like for you, if you've got an arrhythmia, you, you know, look at your calcium magnesium levels. They may be off. Uh, yeah, I didn't used to take um, the minerals in back when I was diagnosed with it. So I, I do on a daily basis now. So Good. maybe yeah. I don't have it anymore. Yeah, you might not even have it anymore. Yeah. Hey, uh, next something to next time you get your uh, someone listens to your heart that knows what they're listening to, see if they can hear anything. Let's yeah. See, uh, high blood pressure also uh, can lead to arrhythmias. Uh, and high blood pressure, different causes of high blood pressure. I think a lot of those things, again, lead back to poor diet. Most people, when they change their diet, start eating, uh, uh, and again, I always say uh, vegetables two to one to fruit, uh, but they get back on the fruits and vegetables, preferably other organic ones. If they're gonna eat, have meat, uh, mainly go with fish, um, a little bit of other types of meat now and then, I don't think is a big deal, but you don't wanna be someone who's living off red meat. You're causing all kinds of future problems eating and living that way and, mm -hmm. and opening yourself up for many types of things like high blood pressure. Uh, smoking. Oh, no, smoking is a big one when it comes to that though. Some people, their genetics allow them to get away with it. Like my mother with, I used to smoke three to four packs of Camel Straits a day for like 40 years. Uh, amazing she's still alive at 89. Over-the-counter medications, you know, certain medications can mess up your heart. And so that's why you should always look when you get prescribed meds from the doctor, from the medical doctor, what uh, what are the side effects? If it shows heart side effects, I would be concerned there. Let's see, stress in and of itself. Stress alone can be connected to an increase in uh, cholesterol in the blood can, in, in affecting the liver. Uh, it uh, can also just... Stress in general causes chronic tightening of the muscles in the body, especially in the shoulders and the back and in the neck. Uh, when you get chronic muscle tightness in the body, what do you think that does to blood flow? Reduces it, especially mm. through those areas. Questions there? So you said imbalance of minerals for causes. High blood well, pressure, poor diet, smoking, alcohol, over-the-counter medications, stress. Yep. These are uh, connected to arrhythmias, but it all overlaps, right? Causes of cardiomyopathy. The cause of cardiomyopathy, a thickening or enlarging of the heart muscle, may depend on the type. So there's three types. Dilated cardiomyopathy. See, the cause of this most common type of cardiomyopathy often is unknown. Interesting. The condition usually causes the left ventricle to widen. Dilated cardiomyopathy may be caused by reduced blood flow to the heart, ischemic heart disease. Uh, 
resulting from damage after a heart attack, infection, toxins, and certain drugs, including those used to treat cancer. I know a woman who was treated with cancer for cancer 10 years ago, happened to her. She has been cancer free for long, which is great, but it did damage her heart. So now she lives with this cardiomyopathy. Wow. Uh, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, this type usually is passed down through families or inherited. Can develop over time due to high blood pressure or aging. Hypertrophic heart, yeah, this is where the heart gets larger and grows larger. Now it's interesting that people who are very athletic in their teenage years tend to have larger hearts than those who don't. Really? But people who are athletic, of course not extreme athletes, but people who are generally athletic through their teens and, and college years, 20s, they tend to live longer if they did exercise during that time of life as well. And they relate that back to you've developed your heart. You, you've actually, uh, a heart can become too large and then it's hypertrophic, leading to hypertrophic cardiomyopathy to where it's so large it can't pump the blood out either. It, it, it has a hard time doing its job because it's too big. But an athlete's heart is often larger than a non-athlete's heart and it tends to pump slower. You know, they, I've heard it said that you're, you're born with a specific number of heartbeats and once the heart reaches that point, it stops working. It, it, it has a limit. We don't know how to figure out what that limit is, but there's a limit. Uh, if that research is correct, that uh, people who, who have exercise during their teen and 20, 20s years They've strengthened their heart better and their heart beats slower. So guess what? If there's a specific number that your heart has when it will finally stop and, and wear out, you've prolonged that number, I think, by through exercise, and you've also reduced the rate of your heart, the, the number of beats per minute of your heart, so therefore you haven't used up so many beats. Just a theory. Yeah. Let's see. Restrictive cardiomyopathy is the last one, least common. Uh, causes the heart muscle to become rigid or less elastic, which definitely is a, is a bad thing because that's how the heart pumps, because it stretches and contracts and relaxes, contracts and relaxes. I'm sorry, mechanical pumps that have been created today are because of knowledge of the heart. Much more about that, that's imbalance of proteins can cause those kinds of things. Heart infections, bacteria, viruses, parasites. That's why it's always good to do parasite cleanses because those parasites can affect your heart. And uh, if, you, if you eat a lot of sushi or a lot of uh, vegetables uh, where you're not sure of their source, that's why it's always important to wash your vegetables uh, and different solutions. Uh, I know Ocean Bay Naturals is working on a product for, you know, if you're eating your vegetables raw, you can spray it on there and uh, uh, it will kill any bugs uh, without being harmful to you as a human. You know, my grandmother also used to do a salt bath. That's one to do. Put the vegetables in a, in a bowl filled with water, preferably a filtered water, and uh, put a few, you know, a tablespoon of salt in there and shake it around and then rinse it off. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you're a big sushi eater or eater of raw vegetables, it's something I always tell people they ought to do a parasite cleanse at least once a year and uh, Standard process has one that we recommend all the time to our patients. It's a month-long cleanse. Something where you take pills for 10 days on and 10 days off and then 10 days on. Pretty easy mm. to do. 
heart valve disease is another one, the last one we'll talk about here as far as the types, usually caused from infections to the overall infections, but what these infections tend to do is see rheumatic fever can damage the heart. Not very common these days, but I believe my, my mother's mother had rheumatic fever as a child and has always been a concern with her heart, though she's 86 uh, or 7. Uh, let's say endocarditis, uh, swelling of the heart due to infections and connective tissue disorders or diseases where the connective tissue begins to become hardened or disintegrate and, and then those can lead to heart problems. Find this interesting? Am I boring everybody? Are we good? No, yeah, we're good. Okay, what we're going to do, uh, and we're going to do this in two parts now because we're basically out of time. So in part two, <laughs> we're going to cover risk factors of heart disease, uh, complications in heart disease, and my favorite subject, the prevention of heart disease. We'll go into uh, the natural ways to help prevent getting heart disease. Uh, of course, the medical community now is saying, take cholesterol meds before you have a heart problem. I do not recommend that. But I'm not your medical doctor, and uh, if he prescribes them for you, off we go. Any comments or, quest or questions at the end here, Nikki? Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about risk factors and um, how to prevent it, I guess. Just, you know, what ways that we can do in our everyday life that can help prevent it because i think it's like you said it's number one it's the most common cause killer of death. in the united states yeah number one so. cause of death so we should be concerned about it why don't we think much about it because it's not talked a lot about and oftentimes uh complications to death and, and the majority i suppose of people that die of heart attacks or heart disease are old much older out of you know beyond 60 so it doesn't stand out to people you know it's often the disease that people die of where how did he die oh old age you know and they leave it at that they don't really mm -hmm. go into detail but yeah. it, i mean i suppose if if uh, you know one might say uh, what's the number one leading cause of death old age okay let's just lump oh. a lump sum uh, you, your your life expectancy today depending on whether you're male or female is roughly you know pushing 80 years old uh, late 70s to early 80s. So what did you die of after that? Old age. Um, that's kind of the way they look at it, but uh, there's a whole lot mm. more to it than that, and, and we'll talk more about it in the next segment. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Dr. Kell. You're welcome, Nikki. Thanks so much to everybody for listening and, and for and you, Nikki, for being a host of the show. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you uh, next Tuesday when our podcast drops. Great. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. For questions or comments, please email us at healthtalkwithdrkell at gmail.com. That's D-R-K-E-L-L at gmail.com. You'll find the lowest prices on standard process whole food supplements at holistichealth.standardprocess.com. As always, we recommend you seek nutritional advice from a qualified healthcare professional before starting a supplement program. And for natural and organic health and hygiene products, see our sponsor's website at oceanbaynaturals.com. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. 
we are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling.